This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite, start getting. <laughs> Welcome, 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 everybody, to yet another episode of The Real World. This week we are representing from the pull-up edition. Um, it's Creative Tuesdays. Shout out to the dojo. We about to get right. So, uh, got my man Dio in the building, a.k.a. The Art Hype. Yo, what's up, man? Real World, another episode, another another avenue to speak truth. So I know in we a, wanted in to a have fake some, ass world. Oh my bad, go ahead. Nah, it ain't nothing fake about this world. It's about to be real. Hey, ooh, let's go. So I know you had some stuff off that you wanted to get off your chest last week. Um, I also have some stuff that I want to get off my chest. It's a lot going on. Uh, uh, yeah. A lot. Honestly, people are gonna hear some stuff in the background. It, it'll be a little different than I normally do this. Um, it's a lot of creative people around. It's shots going around. People are editing photos. People are having conversations. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 good energy. So I want to use that energy to kind of pour some of that into this. So uh, I'm going to let you start. Um, I know where I want this to go, but you specifically told me, nah, I was hoping that you would pull up so we could record some stuff. So what's on your mind, man? You know, man, we really, you know, we really got a, one of the biggest things I've just been, that's been on my mind is support. Like, what does support look like? Why? Because I feel like we've touched on this topic before. Yeah, but I feel like the climate has changed, but the dialogue is continuous. You know what I mean? When you think about when you think about support, as we're getting older, what was important to you in the past changes, and you start realizing, you know, who this person is, who that person is, who do I need around me? What kind of energy do I need? And it, it, it's it's when you start realizing and looking and feeling that support you really you feel more engaged you know you feel more inspired and you feel the love and i think i just wish more people operated in love i talk about this all the time i mean shout out to the homies over at uh, black men smile um shout out to my boy brian summers with the we love you project you know projects that are there to change the perception of black men i mean when you think of a, a brother with locks walking down the street with a white beater on in a, in, a, in a beanie, you might immediately think, oh snap, this guy's a thug. What do you know? That guy could be a poet, a nurse. He could be a, a, a deacon, a reverend. But we already have these stereotypes. So if we operate in love and looking at people from a from a clear perspective, you know, I think the more we can all benefit because it's not a competition in there. So so when I talk about support, I'm expanding it in okay. a sense, you know what I mean? So last week, me and Yogi talked about something a little similar. Specifically when we were... Uh, over by the mirror, you were snapping photos. Mm, One of the right. things he asked was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. my parents come from a background where you're yeah. supposed to do certain things. Yeah. And my success might not match what their success happens yeah. to be. If they've worked in the government for 30 years, they expect you to have a job, be with the same company, one family member after the other goes in, that's success to them. If you step outside of that, maybe you're a lawyer or a doctor. That's success. If you happen to be artistic, but let's say you make the same exact amount of money, you are not successful in their eyes. There's no tangible thing that they can say, hey, my son has been here 15 years at this and he's been great. This is how they justify it. I think there's a sense of, um, there's a sense of celebrity and grandeur 
you know, when I first went into, you know, creating full time, it was, it was like, okay, this is dope. I see what you got going on. But it wasn't until I got really big clients that were known, were world known over that people I know, like my old heads, aunties, uncles, you know, parents really understood, okay, snap, you're doing something that's on a global level. You know, just the fact that you're able to create and you're able to capture, you know, there's no limit to what, what kind of exposure you can get from that or business-wise. It just depends on your efforts. So that's, that support comes, especially in our culture, once people see, oh, snap, you've made it. So, like, look, think about the real world. You know, people in, you know, your close circle or the homies are going to know, like, the real world's popping. You're, getting, you're moving numbers. You've got right. units. But from an outside perspective... When people are looking from a social standing, like, okay, how many followers, how, you know, what can I see, who's out here doing what with it, they don't understand that. So in the end, it's not until you eventually get that one person on the show who is world-renowned, then all of a sudden these random people are going to come and appreciate what you've already had in place. So sometimes it takes that moment, but what, what's, what feels the best? The, so, the, big support, the big support and success in the end or the original support from... From people that were there from the beginning. So I'll keep it a buck with you. Um, I think one of the things I struggle with, I don't have a lot of Instagram followers, especially with me not having a visual medium. But I can say that, you know, I'm getting 3,000, 4,000 streams an episode. People don't really look at it that way. It's like, oh, well, you know, wh who are you? When I look at your presence, eh, we, don't, we don't really know about you. So we don't know that you can have, actually have something that's either impactful or it's good. We just think that, you know, maybe this is just what you've done. So... For me, here's what the support's meant for me. I've literally had a circle of friends who I don't ask them to listen to my podcast. I don't tell them to listen to my podcast. And they check in with me every so often. Yo, I was listening to something that you did. I think it's dope. Just them tuning in and giving me their time that they don't have to do, that's support to me. And that means the world. Like, I'd love for 100,000 people to hear an episode that I did. Who doesn't? But it means so much more to me that the people that I started with are literally still here on that journey with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's the people that I don't know that reach out to me, that listen to every episode. Yeah. That's support to me, because if I don't know you for anything, and you take your time, and you give me your time, that's something you can't get back. That's That means the world. So, whether I'm, you know, as huge as you are, and having the chance to work with, like, these brands that are world-renowned, and people will recognize them and think that I made it, or if I stay as a small platform that never leaves the DMV, frankly. Um, so you're saying you're good either way. Yeah, because it. I mean, it's all about my so creative think, expression. So you think you, you're. So what they, there's a phrase, right? It's like, um, be happy with the small wins. So are you a, I'm making a, an impact on a level type person, like. At this level, no matter, like you just said, if it never reached a bigger audience or went across the country or something like that, you'd still be okay because it got to somebody. I'd be okay because I accomplished something that I never thought that I'd be able to. We're two and a half, you know, going on three years in. I've never done something this long in my life that what you know, that was optional. You know what I'm saying? Like, having that commitment to stay with something means as much to me as any support that I'll ever get. So it's one of those things, I guess this is if you're a backpack rapper and you keep putting out albums and music and people don't really see it or rock with it, maybe that's how it is. I'm cool with that because artistically, it allows me to get my stuff off. Like if I'm going through something mentally and my head's not great, again, it allows me to get that off. So 
I'm good, whatever, what, that's my win. Me being in it as long as I have, yo, like, podcasts are where people go to die. Like, you know how many podcasts, like, start as something, and then you never hear from them again? They go 10 episodes in, 6 episodes in, and then they stop. I'm, like, 86 episodes in, bro. So how do you, so what do you do to not drive yourself mad coming out with this content over and over and over and over again? Or is that your goal? Or how do you expand so that, like you just said, podcast is where some ideas go to die. So how do you then, once you already have the podcast, learn how to continue, continue and expand? You know what I mean? What, I think the what, most what important thing, like? yeah, so you know for me, I mean? the most important thing has been the growth of how much I'm meeting different people and getting outside of my network. So if we're talking work, my LinkedIn network is crazy. This isn't something that I wanted to cross over into that space. So if I would have put this on LinkedIn, ooh, I don't know if I have enough time to explain that, but I do love my day job. And considering I love my day job, I don't know if some of my opinions are always going to be welcome at work. How, how, I thought this was America. You're black. You know how America works. Come on. It's not right, bro. It's not about right. Nothing's right or wrong, bro. Like, you already know the deal. It's how does the, how does the world really work? And the world doesn't work and it's not fair. It changes. There's, there's such a thing called game changers. It can be. People, people that take the risk. It can be. To change the game. That's not a risk I'm willing to take right now. <laughs> like, I like my life. You know what I'm saying? Just like Chris Rock. Yo, I love my wife. I like my life. So, eventually, I want to get to the place where I can then make moves and change the game. Maybe make it work for myself. Right now, I'm comfortable being able to have two things separate. I mean, I don't want to have to apologize for an opinion that I have and end up like Kevin Hart or Dave Chappelle in a sense where everything that I'm saying is then taken against, you know, whatever my original intent was. Like, I, one of my first episodes, I got a homie that's gay, and I remember bringing him on and talking about some of the misconceptions we had and just some of the ways we described gay people when we were younger and we didn't know any better because it never dawned on us. Yeah, some, like, oh, that's gay. Right, you know what I'm saying? That, Fast forward now to 2019, somebody hears that episode. Yo, I can't believe you said that. You said something was gay. That's so derogatory. Yo, did you listen to the context of the, the, the conversation? Or did you take that sound bite and now you've killed my character based on that instead of trying to understand where I'm trying to understand myself why so many of the things that I did were wrong at the time and how I've grown since? Like, that's the conversation. Why can't, why can't we allow you to touch on those moments that steered you to who you are now. It's not right. We can touch on them. Because you know what I mean? It's like, you said something like that in the past, being ignorant of whatever the present circumstance or, or thought process is. You know what I mean? Agree. So. I think the thing is, is that you can't. I don't can. think there's anything wrong with that. No, I don't think there's anything wrong. I think that you can talk about it. The question is, we can liken it to something in professional sports, right? Um, Chris Daxon slash Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. He wanted to protest the NBA because he didn't think that the wars that we were getting into and the way that the, the, the U.S. was acting wasn't becoming for his religion. So yeah. he stopped standing for the national anthem. Yeah, that became a huge wild, thing. Wild time, yeah. Was that worth him losing his job? He never got another NBA job again. Craig Hodges, 
came to the, the White House after the Bulls' first uh, title win in 91, gave George Bush Sr. a letter with demands from black people. Never got another NBA job again. I'm not saying that those people are wrong. I'm just not in a position where I want to be those people right now. So I think that I can have this duality and still speak my truth and then go to work tomorrow, So that's a, keep my head you, down and do work. You actually brought up a dope point. So let's say you're you know, a freedom fighter of sorts and you're somebody who wants to, to, to have this impact and have this change, but you don't want to risk what you currently have. How do you support those people that are out there like, I'm out here risking it all just to make sure there's change for the future? How do we support those people? I think it's different. And... I can't ever minimize the struggle that somebody else is going through. I think that the, the problem that we have is that I'm saying that, you know, my contributions are any better or any worse than yours. Now, again, if you're doing the work and you're MLK and you're John Lewis, you did work that I'll never understand. And all I can say is thank you. But they also had people that worked, you know, that did the paperwork, that did other things that helped address the agenda. Everybody has a role to play. Figure out what your role is to play it. Play it happily. And don't, and I, I mean, we were talking about this off air, and don't hate on the person that's doing something different than you. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the goal. Yeah. We can all kind of help us get there. It's not a race. It's, a, it's really just a relay race. It's not just a singular race. I'm glad you just didn't say it's a marathon. No, no, no. It's I not a marathon. No, no, that's right. cliche. Right. But it is a relay. We all passing the baton. Well, not everybody's passing the baton. We, we skipping over them, and they're just not in the race. It's okay. Not everybody's meant to be a runner. Boy, <laughs> the real world tried to hit some bars real quick. Not everybody meant to be a runner. Wisdom of the day. Wisdom, yeah, yeah. Facts, I like all that. Right, all right, I like that. You know, I don't know, man. I, I think avenues like this, the ability for people to talk and have real dialogue, and then those people that listen and pass on the message, I mean, I'm meeting people now more in my life than ever that are willing to pass on the message, right? They're, they're willing to take what they've learned and give it to you. So because those people operate like that, and because I operate like that, other people grow to operate like that. It, it, the movie Pay It Forward is it's, it's cliche, right? Yeah. But Pay It Forward is a movement. People operating with, I'm doing this for you. You don't owe me shit. Just give it to the next person. So people are moving... Colleagues, different things like that. People aren't people aren't scared anymore. It's like, yo, I got this going on for you. Or if you want to learn something, come check this out. So it is the relay, but some people aren't doing that. I can't expect everybody to do it, and that's okay that everybody doesn't do it that way. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of the things that I personally do, any person that I see that has a drive, they're motivated. Maybe they're not the way the pl- at the place they want to be in their career but you can see that growth in them. I pour something into them to make them better. Like if I see that they're lacking in something or things that they could do better, that'll further their career. Maybe it helps them get more money. Maybe they're having a bad interaction with their boss and they're trying to understand how they can get that breakthrough. I take that responsibility upon myself to help them navigate that stuff. I don't want anything from them. I don't think you should do that. Where do you get that spirit? Because that's how my family is. Every single step of my life, I've had somebody that's poured that into me. Never wanted anything. I'm talking about people that's either in my family or outside of it. One of the most impactful people in my life, uh, shout out to a teacher. My man's name is Mr. Saunders. Used to just pour stuff into me in high school to the point where 
I wanted to go to the same high school, uh, same school as him. Shot at the University of Maryland, ended up going there. I wanted to be a Kappa just like him, just because a lot of the things that he talked about were that impactful to me. Didn't owe me shit. He would check up on me in school, like, yo, so how are things going? I just want to know that you're cool. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have people that do this, and so when you see that happen and the impact it has on you, how can you not do the same thing? That's what it's about. That is about pushing the culture forward. It's all about helping the next person. You're only as strong as your weakest link. That's a, a saying you hear all of the time. My man is writing the book. Yeah, right but now. you know it's true. Take the bars. You know it's true. Take the bars. Think about how often you help people out. I see you in here trying to tell people how to get their shots right. One of the reasons I brought my little cousin here, he showed me an interest that he had in photography. He got his starter camera. He's doing different stuff. I'm like, yo, all right, I got you. Come here. I'm going to bring you to my man. I'm going to let him work with you. You'll see what's up. You didn't have to do that. I didn't pay you for it. I didn't give you anything. You took your time to help him out. Now, what does that do? He's shooting better. He's shooting more. He's doing different stuff. That's a, uh, honestly something he'll never forget. My aunt still talks about that day like, yo, Darrell, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really appreciate your friend doing that. So if you have something that you're able to do that impacts a person, why not pass that along? For yeah. all of the fuck shit that we do and the things that we can do that are selfish, we have to, why can't we, we do something selfless? Empower, we have to empower the youth. We know what we lacked when we were younger. We know what we didn't get. We know the attention we didn't get. We know some of the things that we thought that could have been done better. We have to pour the correct into the youth, the fact that they can do whatever they want if they really put their heart to it. Granted, they told that to us, but nobody really saw it. We didn't get to see the close examples. Nobody said, hey, come check me out at work. Follow me in high school. Like, yo, come through. Let's see, see, see what's really going on in the world. In fact, there was a separation of, you know, we're adults here. You guys are kids. Instead of, so, so the dialogue wasn't there. There are moments where you can't just have the, like, some real talk like we would be able to have as sidelines. You know what I mean? But that dynamic is where it really... That's where it See, really I got that as a kid. That's why it's, you know... That's why I'm yeah, able to pass that along. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Culturally, culturally, our parents, we looked at our parents as providers, authoritarians, individuals that we strive to be like because they were able to take care of us. But in the grand sense of understanding how they grew up really as youth and you know, some more intimate and real details. I don't know. I think there's a certain... But see, that wasn't, that wasn't my childhood, in a sense. So me coming from a single-parent household, I thought differently. That, and that's not to cast any aspersions to my mom, because my mom was dope. My mom raised me by herself. Uh, it's always been her. She did everything for me. I lived with her all of my life. But I always strived to be better than any of the stuff that she was going through. You know what I'm saying? Like... The matriarch of my family was my grandmother. Like, my grandmother was making, and I saw the pay stubs. My grandmother, in 1981, before she retired from the federal government, was making $89,000 a year. In 81, that's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, she was doing her thing. Like, you remember Granny. And so, me knowing the kind of woman that she was and the kind of influence that she had with people, and me seeing her actively show that and, like, force the issue on stuff, that's what I aspired to be. I wanted to be somebody that people respected, Somebody see, that people... But, but see, so you're saying, you're speaking from a perspective of watching her and taking on her traits. Did you guys have dialogue? Of course. That is why I'm her favorite child. Like, I know I'm the grandson. I am her favorite child. She poured all of that stuff into me. Bars. 
Hashtag I was the favorite. It's not. It's a known fact. So Damn. all of the stuff the that she the saw, cousins. yeah, all of the yeah, cousins, yeah. all of the aunts, all of the sisters, all of the kids, everybody knows I was the favorite. It's not a question. And I don't say that because I'm bragging, but her goal was I'm going to pour everything into you that I feel like everyone else either missed or they lack. Okay. And because of that, I expect more of you than I do of them. Well, you know, it's, it's, that, uh, it's that responsibility piece. You know, even as, um, even as we're... We're individuals that are striving to do better. As a firstborn or onlyborn, there's a certain element of keeping the traditions around, keeping the, that same energy. Like being able to say, yo, your grandma was a, was a fighter. You know, your grandma was an excellent teacher. Telling those stories so that the same... So you know how they, they, you hear these names, it's like, oh man, that's, a, you know, that's the Johnsons. They're all like this. It, it becomes a a mark on the family. When you look at older times, there would be tribes that specifically were good at uh, wood making. Right. There were tribes that were good with um, sewing. You know, some farmers, really good at something. Then there were the warriors. So it's those different groups would often come from families. Like, their family is known for being warriors. So it's that same mentality that we got to push and continue today. That's what I plan to do. That's what, I, that's what I'm doing. I think that's, that's the coolest thing when everything is legacy. It's legacy. You know what I mean? Hove made a song. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Legacy. Yeah, I was going to say. Hove had a whole song about it. Um, Something I got for you for some fun. You know what I mean? Um, Let's just give you an example of something, and I want to know how you handle this. As a person who's married, has a lovely wife, uh, your wife has an eclectic style in a sense where she's always going to change something about her. You being a shooter, you love that. What happens one day when she comes home and she has a hairstyle that you don't like? What do you say to her? I love it. Regardless of how you feel? I love it. Because how I feel is not really, it's not really relevant in the longest run. My opinion is, my opinion and my, and my, true, my true job is to really, you know, be the supportive individual, be the individual that unless it's something that's so dramatic and a decision that should be rethought or recanted, being able to support free thinking and, and, you know, feeling. That's why, you know, you see guys like, oh, babe, you know, I don't like when you, you know, wear this or do that. I mean, granted, in the end, a man's going to have his, you know, his thought process as far as what his, you know, his woman is wearing, but, you know, it's, (laughs) it's her thing. It's what she, you know. Do what you're gonna do. I can't know. So yeah, I was gonna say now Tasha's not listening anymore. What's your real answer? No, it's chill, bro. <laughs> no, but it's the same thing, man. You know, you support it unless it's something that's OD, something that's ridiculous. But it wouldn't even have to be that because I married someone that has common sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if I can come up with a rebuttal for that. Uh, you can't. I mean, I can, but I don't know if it's one that'll not get me killed at home. No, no, you'd have to include the ladies. Something like that has to be some dialogue with ladies present. You know what I mean? I was thinking that. It was just something that was on my mind. Um, because let's say I got a certain haircut that uh, my girl didn't like. I'm pretty sure. No. Because I'm pretty sure I would have been back at the barbershop like, yo, like, this whatever. Nah, shorty ain't feeling that. So if it's the temper taper, 
if it's some kind of fade or something that I think I wanted to rock and Shorty wasn't feeling it, I would take it upon myself to like change it. And I think that I'm doing that because I would always want her to see me in a good light. And not that she wouldn't, but I always want her to know, like, yo, I'm with you. If you really don't rock with something, I like it. Hey, you know, I'm willing to make some changes to keep you happy. Maybe that's just the difference. Like, everybody's not like that. I'm, but I'm pragmatic that yeah, way. Yeah, you also have to operate. You have to operate the way you know how in your relationship. Everyone's relationship is not like yours. And I think that at times, a lot of times, we compare our relationships to anybody else's. The things that you can do, I might not be able to do. But there might be things that I can do that you can't. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's relationship is different. And that's why when you see brothers talking about, you know, I wish I wish this was more like that or, you know, comparing their relationships is it's interesting because in the long run they just really need to take a closer look into their relationship. You know, it's like what 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 are you speaking about in terms of what you really like and are are you being vocal about what you don't like? How's your communication? You know, the guy the guy is usually like you know, she's doing this, 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 this and this. It's like, yo, homie <laughs> Bruh, what are you doing? Like, because nine times out of ten, the same complaints that she has about, that you have about her, she got about you. Except she's been biting her tongue. Everything is cause and effect, bro. I think that's the thing that a lot of times we don't realize. That's what, that's what gets lost. Why is my girl bugging? What did you do? What did you do? Right. And then vice versa. Right. It's not a lot of she times that she's bugging out of, like, nowhere. She has to understand, yo, fellas are not just mean. We're not just mean people. There's either something in our mind that we thought or we understood, and if it's not happening or if it's if we're not in line with it, there's confusion. You know what I mean? You know, there's confusion. So with that confusion, you know, people get lost. Nah, I can rock with that. I don't know, man. Women are from Mars. Um, I don't want to say the other part because I don't care that, you know, uh, what is it? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus? Yeah, they But love the truth them. is... <laughs> Uh, we don't understand them, they don't understand us, and we probably never will. Um, you can understand traits of your girl, but she's going to do some shit that you just don't get. Yeah. And you're going to do some shit she doesn't understand. That's just I think, people. I don't even know, if, yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't think that comes from uh, sex um, or gender, excuse me. I think that comes from personality. Um, personality, upbringing, different things like that, different factors that you, sometimes you don't even think about. Like, this person was raised on the other side of town with parents who were raised on the other side of town. You know what I mean? Like, different circumstances. So, truly understanding somebody from Adam is it's impossible. You can only make time and effort to really understand what that person is trying to convey, at, you know, in regards to who they are. Okay. Okay. I can rock with that. Man, we all over the place, but it's actually some great dialogue, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nah, I wanted to kind of hop all over the place. I think that's the energy of being here, um at the dojo on a Tuesday where it's a lot going on. Yeah. So the episode can be random. Um, I don't think we always have to cover a specific topic nah. for most of the episode. I just want to have good dialogue. As y'all can hear, it's mad shit going on in the back. A lot of people showing out. Um, it's a lot of lights. Shout out to Kunle, man. See your man, that's the... Uh, Shout out to Kunle. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the, the fashion dude coming yeah. through. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot going on Tommy right now. in the house. Tommy pulled up. Whenever Tommy pull up, Whenever Tommy pulls up, you know it's about to be a show. Joey don't. Joey only knows. Right. You know. He had a great episode. Yeah. You know, I got good feedback on that. Yeah. Well, Joey. Because he told his truth. Joey told his truth. Joey's from Baltimore. Baltimore. And you know what I mean. He's not. 
He's here to tell his truth. I think, yo, when you speak in your truth and you speak passionately and you keep it real, which is, you know, no pun intended, it's actually really hard to do. Giving people your true sense is a difficult thing because you have to look at the me. Like, well, you have to also open yourself up to be judged for stuff. And a lot of times, most people aren't willing to do that. I've said some shit on here where people, I'm sure, judge the hell out of me. Oh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, both good and bad. And I think that I'm tough enough to deal with it, but most people don't want that fire. Like, I got a drink for you. Have you listened to T.I.'s podcast at all? I have not. Expeditiously? I have not. So, uh, I got the chance to check my man's run out. Like, I listened to two episodes. He had one with Big Mike. It was like three and a half hours. I broke it up over, a, let's say, like a week period. He had a joint with Nick Cannon. That was quick. Um, what I got from it and why I thought that that would be important for now, it's 1,000% authentically him. I get all both Tip, Clifford, T.I., all in the same package. Like, you see all of his versions of his personality. And it's one of these things where I want to have a conversation one day, like, I got to get one of my pastor friends because... I got a good guy who would be perfect for this. Okay. A brother I hope with named Nick. Okay. Pastor Nick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah I think he'd be great for this. So one of the reasons why I want to talk, the thing that they wanted to bring up, um, Kanye's Sunday service happened, I guess, in Atlanta. Oh, shoot. And they said that that was powerful. It was dope. And it was at uh, Jamal Bryant's church, whatever the church is that he left here to go to Atlanta for. So it was a specific pastor that kind of got up and was just like, yo, I need 20 people to give $1,000 to the church right now. We can't move forward until 20 people stand up and give $1,000. So T.I. kind of goes in like, yo, I feel like this is a finesse. This is a con. You will not con me out of my money. Uh, Killer Mike was like, yo, I'm glad that I wasn't in the rich nigga section. So because of that, they didn't look at me. They were looking at you and um, 2 chains. It was like a lot of them all in like one section. So they're looking at them like, yo, so y'all going to give this money or whatever. T.I. said that he didn't. He was like, uh, 2 chains. he was like, yo, 2 chains had pulled out $500. He's like, yo. So they were just like, yo, give me 100 He like, yo, you about to give the church five. Give me 100 so I can give it to them. Like, I'm not giving them my money. He's like, Tiny, you are not giving our money to the church. And his thing was, I can affect the community without doing that. So I say all of that to say, that's a conversation that I'd love to have with somebody, um, obviously, who's both God-fearing, that's like spiritual, that's a preacher, that can be real about it from a perspective of yeah, people that feel could, that way. Perfect, yeah, that's a dope conversation. So people we, are we afraid of that. To, we might have to do it here at the dojo again, man. Okay. Pull up, I mean. Let's figure it out. Okay, nah, appreciate that. It's either that or I can get, like, my point guard, Steve. Shout out to Pastor Steve. I know he's out in Florida, but he'll be down for it. Yo, Rel, this was another dope episode, man. Nah, I know, man. Um, Yeah, I love your energy. I love the direction you're going, man. You got to keep going. I mean, you just can't stop. What's up? Can't stop, won't stop. Oh, you waiting for music? Yeah, I was trying to wrap it up. And he's looking at us like, nah, we got to wrap it up like now. I got you. Bro. I want the beat to drop like now. Niggas be thinking I'm crazy, right? Well, you are crazy. I ain't crazy. But yo, uh, I end every episode by saying the same thing. Dude, what bar was that? Uh, 50 Cent. You never heard um, Power to Dollar? Of course. Ghetto Quran. Okay. Yeah, it's the money that make people love me. It's the money that make these hoes love me. Yeah. So, uh, 
what I actually write, I do and see. Yeah, I was listening to that this morning. But yo, uh, love having you on the episode. I'm gonna wrap this up because it's getting mad loud in here. He's actually putting the music on chill, right now. Chill, chill. Like yo, we're getting another, that red, yeah, getting that red light. The real world, yo. He said the real world. He meant the real world. Um, ball players on a rap, rappers on a ball. This is the real of the real world. Thank you for my man, the art hype, and we'll check you guys next week. Get your shots up. <laughs> Peace.